Do the Dallas Cowboys need to add more weapons around CeeDee Lamb this offseason? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150 if your bet wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we are discussing the wide receiver position for the Dallas Cowboys, how they performed in 2022, or sorry, 2023, and Hmm. looking ahead to 2024. Uh, And we're going to discuss that they need to add more weapons uh, for Dak Prescott. But I want to start with CD lamb uh, CD had a really strong finish to the 2022 season. And then this year was unlike mm-hmm. anything we've ever seen before. Yeah. I mean, obviously the headline here is, is CD lamb. I mean, with, with the season that he had, uh, you know, basically the greatest receiving season in a, a Cowboys receiver has basically ever had, um, you know, just, and I think the, the expectations were high, you know, coming into the season, uh, there was a lot of pressure on CD. They knew that, you know, we knew that this was all on him. You know, obviously we got went out and traded for Brandon Cooks. But I, I do think that the whole point of of going into the season was we really want to make sure that we've, we're giving CD all the room he needs to grow. Uh, and, and, and I think early on in the season, um, you know, there was a certain uh, trepidation to like kind of really feed him the way that they ended up kind of feeding him at the rest of the season. Uh, obviously, there was a very famous kind of uh, come to Jesus sort of meeting between uh, CD and and the offensive staff uh, after the uh, you know the bye week, uh, and 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 you could tell right like the numbers really kind of reflect that the targeting really increased quite a bit, uh, and and CD completely uh, uh, you know took it on. It, it wasn't uh, it wasn't too much for him at all. In fact, he he really thrived with all the additional targets. Uh, and, and, you know, basically was the engine that drove this Cowboys offense uh, throughout the season. And, and, and look, I mean, we could say what we want about the postseason, but that, 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 that engine drove the Cowboys to having the number one offense in football for long stretches of the season. Yeah, I think it, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but I believe it was from week seven on. He had like 1,300 receiving yards and double digit touchdowns. It's like yeah. once they figured out, like, hey, you can build your offense around CD and like give him 10 to 12 targets a game, everything took off. And, you know, going into this year, we all assumed that CD Lamb was somewhere in the top 10 receivers. Mm-hmm. I remember ESPN did a poll and they put him at like number nine. Yep. I mean, now it's not a question of whether or not he's a top 10 receiver. It's where is he inside the top five? My question you, for you uh, in regarding CD Lamb is we're going into year five right now. He's gotten better every single year. Where can he improve to make him and the team better? Because 
listen, I don't really care where you rank him one, two, three. It doesn't really matter. But what can he do specifically to kind of take his game to the next level? Or are we already at the very top of that? Yeah, I mean, that's a it's a really good question. I mean, like, honestly, when you look above him, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, we, we're always kind of talking about the idea of pushing the envelope and where where does the ceiling exist? And, you know, when you're talking about guys like CeeDee Lamb, it's like he looks up and the only people that he sees above him are, like, you know, Tyreek Hill and, you know, these guys that are, like... If at all. Like, I mean, yeah. there's, there's things that CeeDee does better than Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have the same speed, but, like, game-to-game consistency. Production-wise, yeah. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah, and that that's ultimately where I guess I'm going is that I, I think it's hard to know where he goes from here because he's he's kind of at the top right now, right? So it's like anything that anywhere he goes up from here is kind of unprecedented territory to say the least. So uh, I, I I I really do think you know obviously a, a huge portion of this show is going to be about the the receivers not named CD Lamb. Uh, and I and I do think that that's probably the answer to our question of wh- how does CD Lamb kind of continue to grow and continue to get better from here. I, I think you have to find ways to pull attention away from him at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you know the Cowboys. It, it's not like the Cowboys completely failed in that front. I think. I mean, they they did a good job of going out and getting uh, Cooks, and I think that, that that you know we're baking the results that of CD Lamb's season uh, in with the fact that you know that. Cooks had a major contribution and was a you know a draw away from him and that sort of thing. But I do think that the kind of way forward to kind of continue to grow from here is even more distraction away from CD Lamb, even more uh, uh, weaponry that uh, that can you know can force you to make think twice about you know investing so much in trying to defend CD Lamb. Mm-hmm. I think those are going to be the ways that you start to get CD even more looks that are favorable and that's how he kind of continues to produce at an even higher level. Yeah. And for me, it's not even about the production. Like, cause I mean, at some point you can only produce so much and Sidney yeah. Lane was kind of at that point of like, this is basically like elite production in any single given year. Like I, it's, it's hard to give him more targets than he's already getting. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's pretty hard. I think for me, it's just and actually CD lamb talked about this on the podcast with Micah Parsons. Like, he can't allow himself to get so frustrated and not yeah. down in a game, but like stay mentally and f- be, be focused. focused yeah, yeah. Be focused in the big moments of the game. I think we saw that a little bit in the green Bay game. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to say CD was pouting because I think that's a little extreme, but it was clear that he was frustrated. You can't let those frustrations out because it's it just, Bad vibes on the uh, on the sideline. And I think a lot of the players and a lot of the team felt that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think, look, you know, we view the, the 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 conversation that he had with the coaching staff in the bye week like that's a positive thing. But I, I think that there is a, a that is a double edged sword, right? Having that sort of of uh, mentality, I think it's 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 obviously incredible. Like you want a guy who wants the ball, and you want a guy who wants to lobby for the ball. But you're right. Like I do think that there is an aspect in which you're frustrated with the game plan. You're frustrated with the way that the game is going, and you are the star of the offense, regardless of whether you like the way that you the need offense to be the leader. Running. Right. That yeah, you need to continue. You got to keep going. And if you've got problems, you can deal with it afterwards or at halftime or whatever. But yeah, I think that there is a point where uh, you know. And and to be clear, I don't know that that had like you know the. Uh, 
a huge effect on the I, that's outcome not why they lost the game no absolutely not yeah. but yeah but i do think i agree with you that i think that you know one of the things that you need to kind of be at that top level is elite, elite mentality and i and i think that 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 drive and will has never been a cd problem problem no uh cd uh, cd land problem but i do think that uh being able to remain focused through your frustration and yes. uh, uh if that's that's something that you're you're right i think it's something that that he could improve on just kind of in the mentality part of this game and just to be clear i i, I don't think cd lamb is a diva or a distraction no, no. or anything like that i mean in a lot of ways he's the anti-diva like we he really we go, is we go like months and months and months without really hearing, even hearing him talk so there's just slight moments like that and he's really young he's like 24 years old yeah. um and he's even acknowledged it. Like he needs to be a better leader. Uh, and I think now with him going into year five, with him being well established in the league, I think you're going to see that. The bigger question is everybody else surrounding <laughs> CD Lamb. Let's talk about the complimentary receivers for the Dallas Cowboys last year and what they could do going forward next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150 if your bet wins. There's so many different ways to bet on FanDuel. You can bet on your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. I love the futures market. I love that you can go bet on not only who's going to make the playoffs, but you can bet on who's going to be in the play-in game, which conference is going to end up winning the NBA championship, who's going to be the finals MVP. There's so much to bet on right now on FanDuel. All you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports today, now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right, Lena, let's talk about the complimentary receivers to the Cowboys. I want to start with Michael Gallup, who had a pretty disappointing year. He's you know fully removed from the injury. Just doesn't look like the same guy out there. Yeah, I mean, it's just it it, it feels like his the aspect of his game that that made him kind of unique or at least special. Uh, he just doesn't seem to have the same explosiveness that he did before. And, and maybe that comes back next year, another year removed. I mean, clearly it feels like this was uh, – he took this injury a lot worse than I think a lot of some of these other folks, right? It just doesn't feel like he's come back the same. And, and maybe another year removed will kind of help that a little bit. I do think that he played better football as the season went on, right? Like near the end of the year – in fact, I think it was the playoff game. He had a pretty decent game, right? Well, and I wonder how much of it was because he wasn't a full-time player anymore. Yeah, maybe. Um, So, uh, but I I think either way that the Cowboys, you know, because of his contract, I mean, I I don't know that they can wait around on that, you know, and, and, and to kind of figure out if, if, you know, uh, previous version of Gallup is coming back. So um, yeah, I would say that Gallup is, is, 
not the the biggest disappointment of the season, but one of the disappointments of the offense uh, during the season that just uh, in a way that you felt like he had a reduced role. You know, he if he could just fit into kind of his role, you know, and 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 even just like a step back from where he was in previous seasons with a little bit more health, and and he really wasn't even able to do that. So, so yeah, it's it's it, tough. The Cowboys can save nine and a half million this year if they designate him as a post June one cut. Is that even like a discussion? Like, do you just do that and don't think twice? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how you. I don't know how you you know how you could talk yourself into anything other than that, right? Like it's just so much money. You're not getting any kind of results. I mean, he's probably, if you're being honest with yourself, wide receiver four on this team, and maybe even like you know, if given your druthers between him and like giving up throwing a play to Turpin, I'd probably throw in a play to Turpin. Well, you know, and, so and we're gonna talk about like how the Cowboys can revamp this wide receiver room. It gets really hard to do it if you keep Gallup, not only at his current contract, but it's just one more receiver that doesn't play special teams. Play special you can only, teams. Yeah. you can only really have five of these guys active on game day, anyways. It makes it really, really hard. Uh, let's talk about Brandon Cooks because Cooks had a tough start to the season, yeah. but by the end of the year, it became kind of the receiver that everybody was hoping the Cowboys would get. Yeah, I, I, you know, it just feels like uh, he was still or you know not really just him but the Cowboys offense was still kind of figuring out what was going on with Cooks right like how to do the targeting how to fold him into the offense how to make him part of the you know the group uh you know it just felt like you know the, the first you know month of the season they were kind of topping out at like four targets a game mm-hmm. and then when they realized that they could you know target him more and in a couple of different ways they found routes that he was comfortable with and you know they started using him in a lot of these over routes which is he started having a lot of really good success uh they started especially in the red zone i remember the that one play that he scored the touchdowns uh scored the touchdown against the chargers mm-hmm. and i think he ended up scoring that same touchdown on that same play like two or three other times that season so you know it took the cowboys offense a little while to find kind of plays that they were comfortable running with him consistently uh, but once they did, you know, you, you started to see games where he was able to take on, you know, most games he was getting like four or five targets. But you definitely saw as the season wore on, there were games where he had 10 and, and, and up, you know, upwards of eight or nine. So and I think that that really suited him. Right. And, 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 and there were times when there was so much attention being put on uh, CeeDee Lamb that that you got really favorable matchups for Brandon yeah. Cooks and he was able to kind of shake loose and get some big yards. So. Uh, the Brandon Cooks experiment worked, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, you know, I agree. like it, 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 it was exactly what we were hoping for. Even if his numbers weren't, you know, uh, uh, outrageous. Honestly, they're comparable to his last year with Houston. And if you consider the fact that the first month of the season, they're still trying to figure out how to use him a little bit. Uh, I, I think that you know you kind of extrapolate out what you got in the last part of the season and you probably end up with, if you got that the whole season, you probably end up with like an 850 yard. Oh season, yeah. Right? So I, I thought, I think that I th- he was really good the second half of the year. I mean, he made so many big plays for them down the stretch. Yeah. And, and so it, 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 whether you want to look at it as production wise or, you know, X's and O's or just, you know, the attention that he's taken off CD lamb. Uh, I think Brandon cooks was, was a resounding success. 
you know, not not the uh, thousand yard, eight no. touchdown, you know, kind of wide receiver two that you know some some teams get. But the but the point really was to take attention away to allow CD to kind of eat in a way that you know other teams don't have wide receiver ones eat. Uh, and that was a resounding success, and a huge part of that was was obviously Brandon Cook's attention. And this is where it gets really hard for me because I love Brandon Cooks. I thought he, I think he's a perfect fit for Dak in a lot of ways. Um, but can he be your number two receiver going into 2024? This is year 10 for yeah. Brandon Cooks. He turns 31, which isn't old, but he's he's got a lot of miles on those legs. Uh, now, if the Cowboys were to cut him after June 1st or designate him as June 1 cut, it would save them $8 million. If they just keep him on the roster, his cap number this year is $10 million, which is actually that's it's not reason. a bad number. It's not yeah. a bad number at all. Uh, but is that is that too much to be your third receiver? No, not if you uh, if wide receiver two is a draft pick. You know, uh, because I, I think that's 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 where we're going to have to go. This is that if you want more weapons here, uh, you know, the problem is, is that you can't really go forward. I uh, can't really go backwards to go forward here, if that makes sense. Like, yes. I, I don't feel like you can cut Brandon Cooks and then go get a Brandon Cooks equivalent plus a better guy than what you've had. Right. Like, I think that's just a, a spending bridge too far. Right. Unless. Like, Unless, unless you draft imagine, two guys, you know. Well, unless you, unless you, yeah, you could do that. Unless maybe you spend, hypothetically, your first round pick on a receiver, right? And, and let's then, be clear, that's that's a uh, that's a very attractive option because there are going to be plenty of yes. very valuable wide receivers at your pick in twenty seven. And, and the other thing is, if you do that and you move on from Gallup and Cooks, you would save what do we say about seventeen million doing that. And then yep. you need you would need the other guy here, Jalen Tolbert, to really step step up into that wide receiver three role. Maybe that is how you get cheaper at receiver and still get more explosive. But you have to make that decision probably right away. And Very soon. You need some luck to happen, like at pick to you know twenty four. You're gonna need a receiver to follow you. It's not guaranteed to happen either. I, my brain is still saying that we're picking at 27. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I, I, and here's the other thing too, is that, is that like, I think that there's a, again, with the, the team building timeline, I just don't see a way that you, you lose cooks and then get better than where you were next season. No, maybe cooks gives seasons. you just such a big floor or high floor. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So to me, it's like, it's more like you, you keep cooks and you you have Joe Tolbert, and then in the second round you go get. I'm gonna say your guy's name again, just because he's, he's he's a different type of receiver, and the fit makes sense. Malachi Corley, right? You go get a guy like that who adds an extra element to your offense that you didn't have before, right? And then you 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 real you kind of just use Brandon Cooks as your wide receiver two slash three, and then you kind of cobble together a wide receiver two with. You know whether it's Cooks this week or Corley or Tolbert, you know, and, and then Turpin thrown in there a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think that that plan makes sense. Again, you could also do what we just talked about, where you go and get a first round guy, and then you kind of just hand hand him the keys whenever he's ready to take over that wide receiver two spot, uh, and then you just kind of slowly transition Cooks out of two into three as your your rookie wide receiver kind of continues to grow into the position. I do want to mention there's some other receivers on this roster who could potentially take a step up in 2024. Maybe that's uh, Jalen Brooks, who actually started to play more as the season went yeah. on. 
maybe it's Cavante Turpin who had a much bigger role this year at receiver in year two. The Cowboys still have him under contract. Maybe it's one of the other guys that you you signed last year as an undrafted free agent, like yeah. uh, Jalen Moreno Cropper. I know is somebody that they like quite a bit. David Durden, who tore his ACL in camp, maybe he finds his way into the roster. But I got to say, Landon, the idea of the Cowboys drafting a wide receiver high is becoming more and more appealing to me, and I will explain why next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know that you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account. Redeem promo code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Every day is on tomorrow's show. We've got Cody Alexander hopping on the show to discuss Mike Zimmer's defense, what we should expect. Uh, I, I can't wait to talk to Cody. It's going to yeah. be so much fun. So make sure you tune in for that. Let's talk about whether or not the Cowboys need more weapons. Uh, around C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott. Landon, here's what I've been thinking. Uh, I love Dak. I think Dak's a really good quarterback. He's not in the Patrick Mahomes, probably not in the Josh Allen tier. What we've seen is for the, these quarterbacks to achieve the success that we're hoping for, you've got to surround them with a lot of weapons. We look at the 49ers with Brock Purdy. That's the greatest skill group uh, or skill position group I've ever seen. Look at Jalen Hurts when he went to the Super Bowl last year with mm-hmm. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. I, I think they've got to have somebody else on this team that could carry their offense. Um, I, I just wonder, like, we got very fortunate that CeeDee Lamb played all 17 games last year. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I don't know what this offense would look like if CD went down for a six-game stretch with a hamstring injury. I think they've got to get somebody else in here who can – carry the offense if CD's having a bad game or he's out or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I'm certainly not opposed to getting into the wide receiver in here. Uh, and look, I, I do think the other aspect of this that we need to mention just because we can't mention this group without the other is the tight end group, right? Like, because, you know, obviously Fergie is, and we'll talk about this group exclusively, but just in kind of context here, Fergie is going to take a good percentage of these targets too. Uh, as yeah. he starts to yeah. ascend to become a, a target that we want to get the ball to, I think he's going to be a guy that we're going to need to kind of <clears throat> pencil in for a larger, an increasingly larger, larger piece of the pie. And I will even throw in, and I know no one wants to hear this, but I think Schoonmaker next year is going to get I, I more agree. targets than he did next year just because he is a second-round pick. I, look, I know a lot of people don't love the way that he played the first year, but he showed you something as a big move guy who can be out there, and he's going to get favorable coverage. So you're going to see a, him getting a, a healthier portion of the receiving pie as well. Having said all that, I do think that there is still a need here for another wide receiver. I think you know even with playing a lot of double two tight end stuff, 
maybe an increase in that as they try to kind of get the rim game established a little bit. Uh, I, I do think that you're, as you just said, what if there's an injury? It wasn't even just Lamb, right? What if, what if, I mean, what if Cooks gets hurt? Like, you know, you, you need to have you lost all your speed. And that's one yeah. of the things we've been talking about for years is like, they haven't had speed. At least Brandon Cooks have, has given them some speed. If they lose him, they have none on their offense. Yeah, how much how much further can Turpin go, right? Like, because I, I have to be honest, like I, I didn't see Turpin getting to where he is currently as a wide receiver. I mean, he I thought he had a very surprising year last year as a wide receiver in a in a positive way. I still but, think you know, he's probably a wide receiver five. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, can you rely on that? You know, that's the interesting thing about this group right now is that with Jalen Brooks, with the guys that you also mentioned that are on this roster, with Turpin, the Cowboys have wide receiver four five and maybe even six kind of on the roster already so you're looking for a very specific type of player in the draft right like one that is good enough that you have to roster them and that you give them targets early on or someone that is good enough to contribute on offense but also you know like a, a willing participant in special teams right? they don't in need depth here, right they don't need yeah. a wide receiver four they need a guy that can come in right away add an element right add an angle to this yes. offense whether that be the top guy whether that be like a wide receiver like a first round wide receiver that you're developing into wide receiver of the future or just a super high end or a complimentary guy who brings an element to your offense that you don't have, right? Another speed guy, or like we, we I keep saying Corley because he's a yak guy, yeah. another yak guy, right? So, well, I look at like Detroit, right? They have yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown. They, they traded up to get Gibbs, right? They had Sam or they drafted Sam LaPorter. And then they also traded up, was it two years ago for Jamison Williams to give them yeah. even more speed? They need somebody like that, but just hopefully better than Jamison Williams. Oh, wow. Uh, nice shot. Uh, yeah, I do think I agree. Like, I, I think speed is something that, you know, when you look at the kind of collection of, of skills that these wide receivers have, speed is the one thing that you feel like you're missing because CD's not a burner necessarily, right? Like he's tough to tackle with the ball in his hands and you wouldn't want to try to have to catch him from behind. But as far as getting deep separation or, or you know, uh, uh, catching a ball and then just you know beating all the angles and that sort of thing that's not necessarily cd's game so and with cooks it's like he does that but he's also gonna get can that's you know gonna steep down as he continues to get older so yeah. having he, someone to kind of offset his, that a little bit is gonna be helpful and as i say his his ability to win after the catch is just declined because he's gotten older like we should expect mm -hmm. that the cowboys yeah. need their version of like 2015 Brandon Cooks or like 2023 Zay Flowers like Zay that type of receiver would be perfect with Dak Prescott in this offense yeah and there's a couple of those guys in this class you know so uh, I do think that the Cowboys uh, have some options here uh, and they don't necessarily need to get that guy in the first round no. right like they, they can get a, a, a positive contributor uh, with a different kind of uh, angle than what you've got in the wide receiver room already in the second, third round, like those guys will be this class, just like a lot of these classes has a really deep complimentary wide receiver group. Hmm. Right. And so yes. there's lots to choose there. Yeah. You mentioned Malachi Corley. I, I like Xavier worthy a lot from Texas. Right. He's going to run in the low four threes. He might even hit the four twos and he's somebody that you might be able to get at 56. So I, I get, you don't have to spend a first round pick. If you want to try to shoot for the moon and get a, a Brian Thomas, who does have that speed in round yep. one, I, I understand it. But, yeah, I think you can wait until round two, round three to draft a guy to potentially come out and help right away that can also help 
uh, when Brandon Cooks leaves, probably in 2025. Real quick before we go, I do think also that if you're going to be looking for a wide receiver, I would be looking for an extra wide receiver or someone who can play in the X a lot, right? Because that just fits the complement of what you've already got. You know, even as Brady Cooks get, gets older, you could easily transition CD into a Z or a slot role however you want. I mean, CD can definitely play the X as well. I think the problem is right now on this team with Gallup not performing the way you want and with Tolbert, uh, 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 you know, still kind of learning, you could easily either get Cooks, uh, a, a, a Cooks replacement, or if you wanted to go get a, a true X receiver, I think either one would fit in the X's and O's scheme-wise of this of this offense uh, and, and you know, be able to work around CeeDee Lamb pretty, pretty fantastically. Uh, you and I are gonna have to watch maybe some Brian Thomas and AD Mitchell. I've I've been watching some Brian Thomas. I'm super impressed with that kid. So yeah, yeah. give me the LSU wide receivers for sure. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. Go check out the YouTube channel. We post videos every single day over there. Uh, go download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you right back here tomorrow with our interview with Cody Alexander.